0: Good morning, welcome to the Common Good podcast. Hey, it's uh, May thirty first, end of May already. And uh, Doug Paget here out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm with Rob Ryerson, and soon to be uh, chatting with Benjamin Hernandez, who's in Houston. Uh, hey, we've been off, uh, well, not off. We've done some different things for the last week here on the on the podcast and live stream. We hope you've kept up on it. We've tried mm-hmm. to keep you uh, up to date. Some more podcasts coming from what happened last week. So stay tuned to all that, y'all. Um, but. A lot going on in our world, uh, Rob, it's hard to believe that it's been um, a, one week ago today that we, uh, mm. we heard the story of an 18-year-old murdering uh, 20 people, including 17 children at the um, Rob Elementary School or in Uvalde, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. And 17 days ago, since an 18-year-old took a very similar rifle to a supermarket in Buffalo, New York and murdered people. And um, these, are, uh, these are heavy days and heavy times uh, that are going on. So uh, we're going to be talking a bit about that today. Um, I, I was in Houston and did some actions at the NRA. We'll share some of that story. And Benjamin Hernandez, who lives in Houston, is going to be yeah. with us. He also personally confronted Ted Cruz and asked him why he doesn't support legislation that would protect um, people in this country. So th- that's going to be our conversation today, but as we always do, Hello, Rob. And how's the how's the weather out there? It's lovely, <laughs> yeah. lovely here in Minnesota. Sun is going to be shining. A light breeze in seventy uh, degrees.
1: Good morning, Doug. I, you know, I had the. You ever have that moment where you are just scrolling social media or whatever, and you suddenly see your friend going viral? Hmm. Um, it's kind of a bizarre moment but uh, yeah so I'm excited that I, I've known Benjamin for a few years and looking forward to having a conversation with him about uh, what happened in that restaurant with Ted Cruz that uh, you know I'm sure most people have seen because you know when you go viral that's that's what it's the weather's fine I um, it you know it's starting to get hot but it's been unendingly windy here in Arkansas mm. and I'm frankly i'm just tired of the wind i would like it to just be calm for a day or two but okay you know, well. but these are very minor complaints given you know what's <laughs> going on in the world i yes. feel kind of bad you know, complaining and, about the weather
0: and that and we're launching into the summer yeah. all right well uh okay let's let's talk with benjamin hey benjamin thanks for uh thanks for joining us today um we're gonna play hey the video of 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 your action but i'd love for you to describe it a bit T- tell us what happened and and well who you are first of all Just a guy trying to make good. You're on a a top-notch social media company, and all of a sudden, you find yourself in a
2: situation
0: where your your voice uh, needs to be uh, needs to be shared to
2: to Ted Cruz. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Um, You know, it's uh, I certainly didn't expect uh, this to get as much traction as it did. You know, to me, I'm just having dinner on Friday night with my wife, and in walks Ted Cruz, And, and to me, I'm clear. I have to do something, right? Because you know. We, there are families that are going through a tragedy right now in our state and for Ted Cruz to go to the NRA convention like nothing, uh, you know, culture that, you know, place that celebrates the gun culture and and blocks legislation that could prevent some things like this. And then just walk into dinner, you know, I'm like, I I have to do something. So to me, it was just like, I'm not sure that. I was ready for it to go you know around the world but to me it was just like it's the thing that had to be done in the moment
0: okay so you're sitting in a restaurant uh your your wife is with you is that that right yep ted cruz walks in and you and you say to you pull out your phone and like hit the hit the video record button and say to your wife Catch this for me, or I'm going to go up and, and talk to uh, Senator Cruz. Or how did
1: that? How yeah, did that go? yeah. How how much planning goes in? Like, how yeah. long did you sit, did you wait till the dessert course before you? <laughs> you know, you decided. Like, what did you? How does how does all that
2: work? You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, let me let me take a step back. It's interesting because uh, earlier in the week, I had seen uh, you know Beto O'Rourke, you know, uh, confront uh, mm-hmm. Governor Abbott at uh, at a press conference and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know i i tweeted something to you know to the effect of like you know we need to confront all these hypocrites you know like beto o'rourke did but it's one thing to tweet right it's another situation now like wait wait, wait, wait. when ted cruz walks into the restaurant where you're at you know what are you going to do and so to me it was like very clear that like i needed to do something that was clear i look around and I, you know and i you know, I won't say it here, but like a, the the F word came out, like because it, to me it was just like a reaction. I was like, I can't believe this guy's here. You know, it was yeah. just like that natural reaction. My wife was like, "Well, hey, what's happening?" And then she looks, she's like, "That's Ted Cruz." I was like, "Yeah, that's Ted Cruz." And so to me, you know, um, <laughs> that's where I say like, Ted Cruz has got to have like be the unluckiest guy in the world. One, because you're Ted Cruz, that's pretty unlucky. <laughs> but two, because. You know, I also happen to be a board member of Indivisible Houston. And part of what we do is hold politicians accountable. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the guy in a metro area of 6 million people chooses to dine at a restaurant at the same time where a board member of Indivisible Houston is at, I mean, come on. So I text Mm -hmm. my, you know, my, my, my buddies in Indivisible on Signal, I'm like, Ted Cruz is here, give me your thoughts right? Because like, I knew I had to do something. And so, you know, there was, I, I think the the, the the general consensus was like, no, just go and do what you, you need to do, which is like, confront him and ask him questions, right? Like, why did, can't he, you know, support these things? And so um, that took a few minutes. And then what took a few more minutes is we're looking back, I'm trying to find the right moment because I'm trying to think of like, well, how do I do this, right? He, I'm surely he he knows the, let me take a picture with you bit. Like he's not gonna fall for that, right? And so I'm like thinking, will I do it this way? Do I do it that way? That part took the longest because I was like, how do I approach him? Uh, until finally I decided, okay, I'm just gonna go with the uh, the picture bit and then, but I'm gonna try extra hard, right? And what I mean by that is I walk up to him so there, I take the you know the five or ten steps to get to his table, and I lean in, you know, and I say, "Excuse me, Senator. Um, I'm so sorry to bother you, but when you are done with your dinner, not now, like finish your dinner because they had just served him." I was like. Um, May I take a picture with you? You know, and he started to move. I said, No, 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 not now, because I'm hedging against, like, you know, I don't. I'm sure he's fallen for this bit before, right? So I just want to like go out of my way to be like, No, I'm a friendly, right? And I was like, No, no, please finish your dinner first. And he's like, No, 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 let's 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 take a picture now. I was like, Let's take a picture now. Okay, let's do it. So that that that's how we got. To to so, that okay, moment. so
0: Benjamin, is your stomach fluttering? Are you feeling the tightness in your throat? Are you swallowing harder than other like what's going on at this point? Are you yeah, are you just laser focused and and uh comfortable? What, what's what's happening with you? You know, at that moment,
2: you know, I I tell you, the moment I started taking the steps towards the table, like it was done. I wasn't thinking about anything else. I knew what I had to do. I was laser focused on what I had to do. Prior to that, yeah, you all know, heck yeah, I was nervous. I've never done anything like this before. You know, I ever told you I'm part of Indivisible, but like, I'm behind the scenes guy, you know, board member, you know, help with live streaming stuff like behind <laughs> the scenes, right? So like, this is not like, I'm I, I not, a, haven't been a direct action in your face kind of person, but I was there. And that's the role that i needed to to play and so yeah i was like really nervous but it's funny because one of my friends told me when they were watching the video she's like man you went from zero to 60 real quick like you took that (laughs) picture and the moment that picture was done you you just like went right into it i was like because that's what i was there to do you know the picture was just to get me in that space with him but but yeah i was definitely nervous about the the whole thing
0: okay so so let's watch okay, can we watch the video rob or do you want to say something yeah. more no, about no, it no, no, no. well i i right. just
1: i just wanted to say that like benjamin you are you're a pretty soft-spoken guy like i've i've known you for a couple of years and like i have never seen you loud or confrontational like so this this really seemed like completely out of character for you in some ways
2: you know y'all yeah it, i mean like there was like a lot of rage inside of me because, mm. you know, when you, you know every time one of these tragedies happens, right in in Texas, it's a, in Santa Fe, El Paso, Midland, um, you know, mm. Uvalde, you have the same response from politicians, and I'm like, I mean, enough is enough, you yeah. I've been yeah. I've been wearing yeah. this um, this wristband here. You know this blue wristband, I got it right after Santa Fe. I've been wearing it for 4 mm-hmm. years straight, every single day. Because to me it's a reminder. It's just a small yeah. way that I remind myself of we haven't done mm-hmm. anything about gun violence in this country. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. to see Ted Cruz walk in there like nothing, I was like, yeah, there was a lot of pent-up rage because there are yeah. families right now that are grieving and and perhaps they don't have the he- head space to confront their elected officials and they shouldn't, right? They should grieve and that should be the mm-hmm. primary thing they should be doing but for me i was like here i am in this space with ted cruz i cannot waste this moment to hold one of our elected officials accountable you you feel me kind of like getting emotional because it's like that pent up rage and anger and so yeah like it it's a it's not me at all y'all it is not me at all but it had to be done yeah well Well let's uh
0: let's take a look
1: Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Alright. One, two, three. Go. We're
2: good. Yeah, we got it. You know, I would encourage you, I guess, on a half hour of the today. Because there are actually a lot of laws that I can't Yeah, but can you, can you tell me, I have, a, I, have Look, I have a young daughter, I have a young daughter, and, 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 and can, any can, any can any any you family? tell me why it's more important, yeah. why you can't support stronger than the law? Because I mean, the laws are the people, the laws are What about backtracks? Sir, sir. Can we do the backtracks? Sir? Are you going to want to listen to me now? No, I do. No, you actually don't. go, no, no. So, if you look at the laws, the Democrats they wouldn't stop the Do you know this? This shooter waited waited until the day he sir, was sir? 18. Why is it so hard to support the but, 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 background check would not stop the shooter. you know what would've? The bill I You can make it, right? you, can make it, you, can make it you can make it harder for people to get hunt in this country. Sir, you that know that. People. No? Know that, but you stand here. You stand at the. You stand at our NRA convention. It is harder. It is harder when there are more guns to stop gun violence. It is not ignorance. You don't know what to talk We are in this country, and there are guns everywhere you why? Why, so why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? So are so so <laughs> my bills that would have stopped you? I just it. i But why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? Why? Hey, 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 hey. Okay, okay, okay. He's just talking. Oh he sir, were, his face, yeah, and why did you come sir, here sir, to the convention? You need to back up. You need to, to, up. You need to back up. You why, why? Back up. when nineteen children died, nineteen children died, That's on your hands. Oh, sir, sir. That is on your hands. That truth, that's on your hands. Wow. <laughs> How does it feel? Uh, How does it feel watching that Benjamin? You know, it's painful. I was telling somebody yesterday, um, somebody asked us for a transcript of it and, and I had to go back and watch it and sort of listen to it. It's painful y'all. You know, what strangely isn't painful is when they're dragging me out and that that's not the painful part. The painful part to me even right now is just, just watching this politician, this person in power, just stand there like nothing and defend doing nothing. That's the painful part for me. And even when I'm watching it right now, I'm just like repulsed it. like you can sit there because what, what angered me the most about his answers is like he started to go into his canned answer. I, I had watched a clip of him earlier in the week mm-hmm. talking to the Sky News reporter where he says, you know, in that clip, he says, you know, the proposals that the Democrats and the media yeah. and then blah blah blah. And then he gives me the same thing. So I'm listening to him, I was like, wait, I just heard you So all you're giving me is the canned response. Oh, hell no. Right. And to me, I'm like, that's why I had to press him. I'm like, no, I don't want the canned response. I don't want the Democrats, this, or the Democrats that I want Ted Cruz. Why can't you get on board with something so simple, so simple, right? And that's what I wanted an answer to. And that's what's, what's painful about watching and what angers me the most is they have no interest in doing this. You know, they have no interest, and and also, you know, he starts talking to me about the, you know what, and I, again, I didn't catch on mm-hmm. to this until yesterday when I was watching it. He says, "You know what would have stopped this? My bills." Yes. I'm like what yeah. the heck? What, what the heck? Bills? Have <laughs> I, you? I was going to ask you what, what bills this? he
0: was referring to. Do, do
2: you know yeah. what bill he's referring no, to? I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm genuinely curious because nice I'm at too. the point of, let's let's try and do some things, right? So if you've got bills, let's pass them, right? And then let's pass yep. some other bills. I'm open to that. But I'm like, no. what bills? And why aren't you pushing for them?
0: No, I am, I am loath to, to want to speak for Ted Cruz. Uh, I treasure the opportunity <laughs> that you have had to speak to Ted Cruz. I think though, from what I've listened to Ted Cruz, that his bills are Harden the School's make one entrance, put an armed guard at every entrance, more like a prison setting where when you come into a school, there's there's always a weapon pointed at you. That's what he's talked about recently. I think that's what he's talking about in his bill. So his answer, which I find repulsive is the answer to gun violence is more guns used by people that you know he wants to he wants to trust so i my guess is that's what it is um so I, i can't can't speak for him but but that's that's likely what's um
1: what he's got going on yeah you know so often when these kinds of things happen the excuse that republican leadership gives is that oh these are just activists these are just you know this is astroturf people bust in from places this is you know blaming the insurrection on antifa and you know trying to to suggest that like there's something beyond just a a regular citizen who is fed up with Mm -hmm. what's taken place i mean benjamin you you're i mean you you're involved in politics but you're you're not like a activist per se and you are you know, we're going to talk about what, you know, what Doug was involved in in Houston over the weekend, you know, from Minneapolis coming to Houston, but you're not a transplant. You live there. I mean, you are, you're not just a random person confronting Ted Cruz. You're one of his constituents. You know, he's yes. supposed to represent you. Um, it, it We're really at this point where it's such a shame that, uh, that our elected leaders, you know, can't even... Answer questions
2: from their own constituents. Yeah, you know, Ted Cruz is like, people ask me, you know, is that the right way to approach, you know, mm-hmm. a politician? Is that the right way to approach Ted Cruz? I'll, I'll tell you, I wasn't thinking about that. You know what I was thinking about? You know, their family suffering, and this is the moment that I have to yeah. confront somebody because Ted Cruz, especially Ted Cruz, is known for not opening himself up. You know, the guy doesn't hold town halls or forums where you can ask him questions, try to get an appointment. He only takes appointment with friendlies. You know, Indivisible, we got kicked out of his office in 2017. And so to me, a person who closes the doors to speak with their constituents, so if I'm gonna find him, you know, and, and we're gonna run into each other and he's gonna enter my space where I'm trying to have dinner. We're gonna have a conversation because he is my elected official, right? And I think there's another component to this. I think what we have to realize is that for good reason, no reason, bad reason, whatever, times have changed. And mm-hmm. you know, the time I would say for civility, I'm not talking about violence, always non-violence. Mm-hmm. But to me, the time for that civility that's over like somebody moved the, the the playing field on us and they remarked it right and expanded the boundaries of what we need to do and so to me we, and again whether you like that or not but that's the reality and so to me if i see ted cruz or one of my elected officials walking down the street the grocery the theater you know whatever to me that is fair game if they don't open themselves up to have conversations you know if ted cruz would have said uh, listen, Mr. Hernandez, I'd love to, be, look, here's my card. Call me. Set this up, and I yeah. will talk to you on Monday. You know, Monday morning. I'll. Talk, great. I'll take that. Have your dinner. Let's talk on Monday. But they're not going to do that.
0: That's right. Well, I, I really appreciate your uh, your assertiveness there. You know, I think it was right. It was it was one of these great examples of nonviolent direct action, right? In this case, sometimes nonviolent direct action, which is very technical terms, by the way, people. If you're unfamiliar with what that means. Google nonviolent direct action and you'll see what really goes into it. A lot of organizers have used it. You, you weren't violent, but you also stepped forward with some action, right? Mm-hmm. You were you were resisting in an appropriate way. Like you were going to finish your conversation before you before you left. When those, I don't know if they were Secret Service or his own private security or people from the restaurant, it looked like there was sort of a gathering storm of people around you to, to move you away. Were you aware of that? And were you thinking about those people who are around you and at what point you needed to stop that engagement and at what point, you know, you needed to sort of, sort of move, move away and you'd completed your task?
2: How was, how was that going on in your, in your mind? I mean, for me, I'm just trying to have this conversation and when you see things begin to escalate is when his security, his private security, which by the way, he, he ripped on the people that have you know, that live in gated communities and have private security. And I'm like, well, huh. I mean, it was your private security that dragged mm-hmm. me out of the restaurant. But it was mm-hmm. this private security, two, two, two security people plus one person at his table. Uh, you know, the restaurant management didn't step in. They walked over like briefly in the beginning, a guy in black, and then basically said, hey, sir, you know, and, and I get that restaurant have to do that piece of it. But whether it had been there at the sushi restaurant or anywhere else, I would have confronted him. But to me, um, getting back to the point is that, you know, it started to get uh, more physical when they put their hands on me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to have this conversation with him. And to be honest with you, I'm laser focused on Ted Cruz. There's a yeah. moment where you see I break away because I'm like, somebody's touching me. Like, what's, yeah, like, I'm not that. even paying. Yeah. I'm like, who's touching me? Like, stop, man. Like, I'm trying to, yeah. you know, do this thing. And then I'm re-engaging back with, with Cruz because I, I don't know what's happening around me. I'm just like, hey, I need you to answer these questions, which you don't. Now looking at the video i know like those are the the guys that that pulled me out but no i I wasn't paying too much attention to that you know i was just trying to to have the conversation and finish
0: well thank you for that work uh did they make you pay your bill did you could you come back in the restaurant sit down finish your stuff (laughs) get your thing together sign sign your check leave a tip all that
2: you know here's here's the other part of that too is uh houston by the way for for everybody is a is a great restaurant culture we have great restaurants we have Great people in the service industry, and we love, you know, the people in our service industry. And, you know, as this was going down, and I was like planning on like how to approach him and like do the picture bit and all of that. You know, one thing became clear: I needed to ask for my bill because I didn't know if I was going to get a chance to sit back down. And, and you know, I did ask for my bill. And then I gave a very large tip because, (laughs) you know, I, I, there, there was probably going to be, I was going to cause some disruption for our server. Um, you know, and and I just want to be mindful of that, right? Folks who are working in the service industry, it's not their fault that Ted Cruz walks into the restaurant. Um, you know, and so to me, that was like a priority, uh, is taking care of that. And I did, and then, yeah, sure enough, we didn't get to go back. In fact. We left our takeout, you know, there on the counter, and we didn't get a chance oh. to go back because we were kicked out. But you know, that is the least of our, our problems, you know. Um, so I'm glad that, that we uh, got to uh, take care of our server, and then yeah, because we weren't let back in after that. We we're def- we we're out. We we're kicked out of the door.
1: Benjamin, if you have if you have time to stay with us, I know you would. Mm-hmm. I, I had told you about what what Doug was doing over the weekend, and you said yeah. I would love to hear that story. Um, yeah here's your chance doug do you uh you know benjamin wasn't the only one sure. causing a ruckus in houston over the uh over the weekend you were you were involved in in a little bit too you want to want to tell yeah. us about what you were up to yeah you know a,
0: a confluence of issues came together one is the the prolonged disease that is gun violence in this country that is supported and underwritten by the gun industry and the entire firearms industry from the weapons themselves to the all the uh, all the sales that go on around it. So we've all been thinking about that. And a number of us were thinking of doing an action at the National Rifle Association convention, which was in Houston this last weekend, that was rescheduled from, from previously. So some of us were planning to go when it was scheduled a few months ago, and then had to, uh, make adjustments. I wasn't planning to go this time because it was on Memorial Day weekend. We had some family things, then the, the, the murders in Buffalo. The murders at Rob Elementary School in Uvalde changed that, and I thought, okay, this this is one of those moments where um, being present at the industry's annual meeting that supports gun violence was was going to be increasingly important. So, a bunch of really great people, um, a woman named Teresa, organized an interfaith uh, w- march uh, in on Friday. There was a Mom's Demand Action. Uh, Beto O'Rourke was, was a part of that event. There were a number of other protests happening at the convention. So I went down on Friday for that. And uh, then on Saturday, I drove uh, to Uvalde and spent time in the town and tried to support the pastors there and other family members, and just to bear witness also to the, to the pain and, and to be present with, with the people. And then on Sunday morning, we came back to the convention center um, or Saturday night came back. So Sunday morning, we could be at the prayer breakfast that was organized by the National Rifle Association. So, uh, we had tickets for that. Somebody in, uh, in our organization, uh, in our loose network of friends, uh, had a table at the national prayer breakfast and purchased tickets for it. So we were recruiting up people who could come with us to, to do some kind of an action or demonstration. Benjamin, a little different than your your situation. We had a lot of time to think about this, right? And had to plot and scheme and plan and think about what we were going to do. And yeah. based on all the other things that had happened, we put a plan together. On On Friday, we'd spent time in the convention center walking through the, the display 14 area. 14 acres. Yeah, they were bragging their theme was 14 acres of paraphernalia and, you yeah. know, so... You know, in the exhibition hall and that was heartbreaking i can share more about that i'll do do more about that later um you know i've often even said uh, hey look we don't let people buy rocket launchers so we do limit the things that people can buy that are weapons but then yeah. i stood at a booth where they literally will sell you a rocket launcher i mean it's right there there's a video with a person that i shot a video of a person she put it on her shoulder showed it to us as it turns out buying the rocket at the end of the rocket launcher, that's where things get complicated and you have to have a permit and you have to go, but you can buy the rocket launcher. A little third tangent here. I've I've long thought that if we can't regulate guns, we can regulate ammunition like they do with rocket launchers. That's really a great, a great model. So sure, own all the guns you want, just don't own anything you can shoot out of them maybe maybe, yeah. maybe there's a solution there so anyway all let's say we were there walked the 14 acres spent time talked to people partially because we wanted to be sure i wanted to be sure and the person I was with shane claiborne we wanted to be sure that we were connecting at a human level because we knew what we were going to do at the national prayer breakfast was to stand up and call for people to join us in prayer for the victims that if you got up for a a. 7am prayer breakfast at the National Rifle Association's National Convention. You obviously care about the National Rifle Association, and seemingly you care about prayer. So we wanted you to pray for the victims and to move move your mind that way. And we wanted it to be a sincere ask, right? I I do a lot of activity, nonviolent action stuff, and sometimes you're not actually asking anyone in particular, you know, Benjamin, like you got to do, you got to actually go ask Ted Cruz to support something or to answer a question. It became a human interpersonal interaction, you know? I've sat outside senators' offices. I've been kicked out of my senator's office for very same issues. Not responding and wouldn't meet with me. And and my senator is uh, you know a Democrat. Uh, so that that ha- but not very often do you have a chance to actually personally ask people to do mm-hmm. something and to join you. So we wanted to have a sense that these are. Um, the NRA members and the people at this prayer breakfast and in this convention hall, um, these are people and people can make this change and we want to call people to make that change. So so we went to the prayer breakfast, we waited about 30 minutes into it after they did um, a welcome and then invited someone for an opening prayer. And the person got up and he's an NRA board member and people, and he stepped to the microphone, and he said, I'd like you to join me in this prayer And then he read the prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace.
2: Mm.
0: Where there is and it, I mean, to my mind, uh, the gall of these people to pray that prayer where there are people who are hurting, let me be a healing, right? Let me not consider my own needs but to think about others. I mean, to me, it was just, then they pivoted from that to stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance and then sing the national anthem and then a series of comments from and about the supporters of the NRA who were you know, Patriot Mobile and all these other people telling us about why buying their product is gonna help save the country and the constitution. And then they said about 30 minutes in, so sit back and relax, we're gonna serve breakfast and we'll be back with you here in a minute. And we thought, okay, this is our chance. So not a mention of the victims, the only prayer, the prayer of St. Francis, which we thought then, okay, if you wanna join that, so we stood up. There were three of us. Shane had a newspaper that we picked up the day before in Uvalde that had the pictures of the kids on it and the teachers who were murdered there. And we said, we want to ask you to join us for prayer outside. Will you come outside and pray for the victims? And then we'd created a refrain. God knows their names. And then we named a name. And then we'd say, come join us outside for prayer. God knows their names. We were seated in the front of the Prayer breakfast up by the stage so we knew that then we would walk slowly through the crowd toward the doors calling for people to join us as soon as we stood up and um fortunately there was just background music playing we didn't interrupt a speaker or anything um which which we wanted to like we much to your your tactic we wanted to not have the story be, what a rude person that interrupted something, right? Mm-hmm. It's very easy when you do these kinds of actions, if you don't think ahead of it, to have the story become something you don't want the story to be at all. So we, we, we kind of thought that through about when we would do it, and it turned out that there was an opportunity for it. And so as we made our way out, security came up right away. They said, you know, you have to leave. <clears throat> and the first thing I said when the security guard came up is, we're, we're going outside so it shifted their focus from you need to leave this space to we're saying we're going to leave this space and we want people to come with us so we made it a pilgrimage out of the room calling for these people to come with us and much like probably the scene in the restaurant most people were just stunned they didn't know what was going on you know a few people were heckling us a little bit but most people were just turned and looking and just had no idea something like this could happen because when you break that bubble a little mm-hmm. bit that people are in, mm-hmm. um, they 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 don't know how to you know how to respond, and that, that's what we wanted, right? We wanted that that moment for, for that to happen. Got outside, security then read to us um, a statement that we were on private property and we were trespassing, and if we didn't leave, we were going to face arrest. And then we were escorted out of the building, and then went outside, and then prayed for the victims in Uvalde and in Buffalo by name. Uh, that prayer that we asked people to join us and. And if you're wondering, did anyone get up and come out and join us? Um, No, no, no one did. At
2: the prayer breakfast,
0: right? At the prayer breakfast, yeah, they were. And we kind of, you know, we're not being just snide, but also kind of trying to make a point. You you know, maybe you can have a little more prayer before breakfast at the prayer breakfast. I I get it that the breakfast is important. but And the fact that, frankly, you know, even uh, Donald Trump was... um, scripted to say the names of the victims on Friday in his presentation. So okay. we know that they uh, are willing to say the names of victims, but they yeah. chose not to do it in the first 30 minutes at the prayer breakfast. I don't have ever I don't have full verification. But I also believe that they never did it anywhere at the prayer breakfast. Um, right. They never never yeah. talked about. The victims. So that that, that 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 was our action. And, uh-huh. and similarly, we recorded it, because that was the point much like you did, like, we we were recording it because we wanted people to feel like they could see it and feel like they were part of it. Did, yeah. did you think a similar thing? Oh, go ahead, Rob.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, if folks want to see all of this happen and see how it goes down. Uh, you can you can do that on our YouTube channel. There's a there's a video of the uh, of the um, the action that, that Doug and Shane. Uh, took part in it's uh the vote comment good page on youtube
2: yeah no, i am i'm glad that you know you all recorded it and putting it out because i think yeah it's important that people see this um you know when and i think also see themselves and as active participants where they are in the world because you're right i think what i re- experienced at the restaurant too is a lot i mean the restaurant went silent there toward the end it was really noisy in the beginning mm-hmm. but it went mm-hmm. silent and i think a lot of people you know, you're breaking this bubble or these norms. And I think a lot of people don't know how to respond. And I think, you know, one of the things that we're going to do in a couple of days is, you know, do, do, do a a Facebook live webinar with some folks and talk about like, how do you challenge folks like this, Mm, right? Because it needs to become more of the norm because you're right. People like, don't really know how to react to like what I do, but ultimately you got to break through that and say, well, what is right? What do I need to do? Hey, and I want to ask you like another question because one thing that like um, you know on this because you did this at the prayer breakfast, and I think you you know you wanted to pivot to prayer for the victims. You know what just like really just like strikes me just so strange about this, especially the NRA or or, or the Republican Party as it is now, is this is a group of folks that you know say they uphold life, but in practice their actions or Anti life. And to me, that's like as a, as a person of faith, as a Christian, that just bothers the heck out of me, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, how can you support life or say that you support life, but all of your actions are against life? I mean, the prayer breakfast, what you're talking about, I'm like it's a prayer breakfast, right? A lot of these folks, you know, uphold and they you know say mm-hmm. what is it that, that god first or and then country or whatever it is right but there's always a religious component to yeah. this and i'm like mm-hmm. well why isn't prayer for the victim something central that we're doing if that is yeah. what you say your faith is right and I just find that really offensive as a yeah. christian and so part of that was also inside of me when i'm talking to ted cruz because I had seen them, you know, in trying to strategize, I turned over the table and I saw Ted Cruz and everybody at his party, you know, bow their head to pray something I I, I do mm-hmm. a lot when I go to a restaurant, you know, I do that too, but I'm like, it just seems incompatible with like your actions, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I don't know, I, I like, I just yeah. find that really interesting that dynamic that's going on.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm struck by your comments and I think they're really insightful. And, and what, what comes to mind is that. The story of the conversion of the Apostle Paul when he is Saul, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's a reason why those stories get included in our in our narratives that we carry in a faith. Because here you have a story of a person who was a Jewish leader at the time, and he thought he was doing the right things. He's even overseeing the execution of a follower of Jesus, this, this Stephen, right? Then he's walking on the road and has this vision, and in this vision, this voice says to him, Why are you tormenting me? The vision says to Paul, right? Jesus in the vision. Mm -hmm. Paul has this moment, Saul has this moment where he then is struck with the thing that I am doing is having the opposite impact of what I thought it was going to have. Mm -hmm. And then later, Peter has a very similar experience with a vision and something. And then he goes into the house of of a Gentile and then has to say, now I see that God doesn't show favoritism. I had it I had it backward. Mm -hmm. I think it's helpful to be reminded of these stories. I think we should tell one another these stories. Sometimes it's hard, though. It's hard for someone to confess their own. I used to see it this way. Now I see it this way, right? Um, I mean, I voted for George George Bush twice, right? And I can describe why I did, and now I would not be a person who would do that same thing. So those conversion narratives, I think, are really important. We tend to get convinced that people won't change from their hypocrisy. A lot of times people don't know that they're being hypocrites. I promise you, the man sitting at the table, he just happened onto our table. We had a couple of open seats because, <laughs> heartbreakingly we couldn't fill 10 seats of people who would show up at the prayer breakfast to
1: do this yeah but can we can we just so get we into were, that guy's skin for a second like so we he's 30%, just
0: 30 yeah
1: i mean that that guy that poor guy he's just you know i don't know dan can we show that can you show the picture with that's got him in it uh this poor guy he's just getting yeah. up to you know have some uh delete can you take off the one there we go this guy with his oh, yeah i uh, just drinking his cup of coffee there looks like he's about to put his head in his hands just yeah. oh yeah if if, oh. if, if you were to the watch tables the, video, at the prayer breakfast i had right. to end up with these rabble rousers if if you were to watch the
0: watch the uh the, the video you'll watch that guy just head goes down he just does nothing but drink his water during this whole <laughs> little episode right <laughs> trying to try, trying to slip away but but he's he's exactly the person right so this particular man um from new york and Goes to a Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. Uh, his pastor was razzing him about missing church on that day. He told us a lot of stories about guns and how important they are. He has no idea what we're up to. Yeah. Shane's telling him that he lives in, you know, in Philadelphia and the near the Camden neighborhoods, and this guy's talking bad about it. And Shane's like, "No, we just live places like everywhere sure. where you love each other, you know." And truly, I mean, the, the the prayer of Jesus, "Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing." Yeah. It, it, it's a good one, and I'm not yeah. saying that yeah. people should know, shouldn't know. Or, or that that they i'm not giving people a pass for not knowing but i promise you that that person he has no one in his life who he trusts who he knows who's telling him these things he told us that right that i mean shane even had we were these little uh uh we have these little tracks there that, like, have a picture of a AR-15 on the front, and then uh, a cross, and it says you have to choose which one. And it's like a Bible track, but made to convert people away from supporting guns. He gave these to the guy. The guy's looking at him, and he can't quite even, you right. know, he's yeah, yeah, he's thinking th- these guys must be support. He can't quite put the pieces together, not because he's not bright. As it turns out, that particular guy works in the biomedical field and oversees vaccine distribution for COVID. Like he is deep in, he's had seven vaccinations. He's like, yeah, a lot of people around here, they don't, they don't buy the vaccine thing, you know, that we're into, but it's, it's really important and it's good things and it's safe. And here's how the MNRA vaccine, he's like recruiting us to know how the MNRA vaccine works. Right. So you're just thinking to yourself, what a mix of people. Mm. And the thing I appreciate so much, Benjamin, about what you did is that Um, we just shouldn't give up on people, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can be frustrated and tired and beaten down and saddened. And then you go back again and you go back again and you just keep going on Ted Cruz because Ted Cruz might be heading to his own Damascus some point and the blindness will come and then the blindness will be lifted. And some point, maybe he's going to, He's going to see uh, more clearly, and it, it very well could come back to the kind of interactions that um, th- that you had with him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I and I hope so. I think that that like all folks, and I, I speak for myself as a person of faith, right? Like, I think we those moments are necessary for reflection and really looking and analyzing and uh, introspection and looking at, well, what do we really believe? Yeah. And I think that's so important. And I think you know one of the best things I ever did in, 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 in my faith journey is question my faith. Right? like mm-hmm. why do i do this thing why do i why do i go to church why do i read the bible why do why like why what is this thing that i believe because it wasn't until that moment when i started to mm-hmm. do it that i actually then began to believe it because i questioned it right and i think so many people yeah. are afraid to question their beliefs and you know like it's anathema like don't do that like it's not a thing that you're supposed to do it's anti god but to me i'm like the moment you begin to do that, you can really begin to believe because you see it from a different perspective. And I think that's just so important and sort of breaking out of our shells. You know, one of the, the more, more important things I ever did in my life, um, you know, is just even breaking, like going to churches from different denominations, because to me it was about looking at the breadth of, of Christianity mm-hmm. and what it is, right? And that just provided me so much exposure to how faith is expressed faith mm-hmm. is practiced the christian faith right within within that uh, but also even beyond going going to the mosque with some of my uh, muslim friends right mm-hmm. and what you begin to realize is that faith is a deeply held thing but it's on the surface until we begin to really You know, begin to experience it and and, and let it sink into your life. And to me, that's where you have to pause for a minute, question what you believe so that you can begin to believe it for real, if that makes sense. Right. right, And, And that's where you can have those, you know, those, once you have those experiences, you know, you can have whatever conversion journey and whatever conversion means to you, right? But whatever journey for individuals that I think God has for us. But we can't have that until we just like open ourselves for that.
1: Yeah. Really well said. Really well said. Well, listen, uh, Benjamin. You you mentioned briefly that you know putting together maybe a, a Facebook live event to help yep. you know people think through what actions they can take. Can you can you say more about that? Tell us. You know if if people want to, I don't know, be involved in yep. some way. Want to follow you? Want to I don't know. Contract yeah. with you to to buy their Facebook ads. I mean, what? Like, tell us, about <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, shameless plug time. It's like, how can how time. can people be be better connected?
2: Yeah. So, a couple of things. Uh, follow me on Twitter, the Benjamin HDZ. Um, you know, and then, you know, you'll hear all about it. So in two days time on, on, on Thursday evening, uh, we're going to be hosting a Facebook live and also pushing it out to YouTube on how people can challenge their elected official. We're still wrapping up the details in the next couple of hours. Um, but that'll be up shortly. Um, because we want to invite people one to hear the backstory much like we did today, but then ask Mm -hmm. the questions, well, how can I do this? Because I hear a lot of people saying, you know, you're a hero for doing this. And, and, and I'm like. I'm not a hero y'all like i just did what needed to be done in the moment unfortunately you know uh i had some friends who who gave me some thoughts right before going up and, and doing what i was going to do you know and and i think like being systematic about that because like i said i think the moment for 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 that civility is done we have to if they're not creating the space like ted cruz doesn't create a space for his constituents to come talk to him we and, we have to make that space and challenge them, and and again, you know, Doug, I think you were saying this. I mean, it's not just for Republicans. If Democrats are doing that too, or independents, libertarian, whatever they are, and they're your elected officials, go and make a space because yeah. they have found a really comfortable area. to, to, to hide from answering tough questions. And so we'll be doing that in a couple of, um, in a couple of days. And then certainly anybody who is, um, you know, on the human age, digital, this is like my profession now on the human age, digital, I run a digital advertising firm. We, in fact, we were there on Friday at the protest. Our, our, our team was, uh, did all the live streaming for the protest. We did that pro bono, right? Because this is one home Two, this is an important issue. And like, what the hell else would we be doing on that Friday in Houston? You know, we're Houston based um but we do all sorts of uh digital advertising for for uh political campaigns and so anyways point is um uh, you know follow us here and you'll hear more um i see it now on the screen uh we'll we'll send more information but in two days on thursday night that's going to happen
0: well really great thank thank you so much for sharing your, your morning with us and um uh, okay. getting up early for all this and um <laughs> and for being, being uh, willing to, to, to share your voice and i will say i think that's exactly what heroism looks like though what what heroes are are People who do things that people feel like was heroic, not because they're special, but because mm-hmm. they did something. And almost every time someone says, and here's all the other people that help make that possible. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna yep. throw heroism, heroism back on you. Yeah. Good yeah. For you.
1: yeah. And you know, we one of our one of our slogans around vote common good is is wake up, stand up, speak up. And uh, and you know, Benjamin, you you did that for sure. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you spoke up in a way that, uh, that we, we need, we need everybody doing so in, in whatever way that they can.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you folks. I'm glad to be here with you today. And if I can ever do something for you, let me know. Great. We will.
0: We'll take you up on that. Appreciate it. All
2: right. Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, What a
0: great story, right? Just, um, you know, all all the people and, and look, and there's, there's people, I, I was thinking about this um over the weekend, you know, yesterday and Sunday afternoon. Like, okay, Benjamin had the opportunity to do this with Ted Cruz. I did it at a prayer breakfast and outside the convention. It's also really hard just to talk to your relative or your neighbor or your friend. Yeah. Like it it's easy to think that these larger efforts are really the ones that are that take some courage and all Boy, just bringing this up with people that you know are not going to think the way you do about it and need some help and really, truly don't know. And I know there's a lot of people who don't buy that. They're like, people know, they should know, and all the rest. I can assure you there are a lot of people who've just not thought about it. And they might not even be ready to think about it, and w- whether that's gun violence and what responses mm-hmm. can be and all the rest. They really are without Resource for how mm-hmm. to th- how how to be different on on issues that so many of us know are so important, and yeah. also look here is the other thing is being open yourself that maybe your own ideas don't go far enough. Yeah. That's another piece of all of this, right? Like, I, and it's easier for me on this issue of guns because I know that what Democrats are are, are calling for doesn't go far enough. Yes, yeah. there should be background checks. Yes, there should maybe be an age limit. I like the age limit on, on assault rifles. I think the age limit should be 72 though. Like a 72 year old can buy, can buy uh, an AR-15, but nobody younger than that. That would help a lot. Um, so putting in an age limit, yes. But also we just have to ban certain, certain pieces of violence. You know, uh, One of the great signs that we saw at the, at the rally was, that I saw that I thought was great was one that said, make murder more difficult. Hmm. that's not a bad motto for passing our laws. Like let's pass laws that make it harder to kill people. Yeah. Yes. We should do that. Especially on Memorial day. You know, Hmm. you think some people would want to want to say, Hey, killing people is not a great idea. Um, but, but we, but we don't have laws that make it easier. Uh, unfortunately we have people that continue to, to, to believe. And look, I know people, uh, loved ones of mine, family members who believe that the way you protect people from gun violence is to give more people guns. Yeah. They're wrong about that. We need to have yeah. that conversation and engage yeah. on it, but they, they really do believe that that's the, uh, that th- that's the way forward. Yeah, for sure. Well, Rob, we try to talk about politics Uh, a little bit here. Uh, Anything else on the politics side we need to uh, talk about? I I mean, I know there's some legislation coming tomorrow. Is there, there, do you know, is tomorrow one of the two, or today, is today one of the Tuesdays where there's uh, a primary, or are they off because it's no one would put it on the Tuesday after Memorial Day? (laughs) Because everyone thinks it's
1: Monday. Yeah, I I honestly am not sure. Um, I'll have to to check. Yeah. Uh, You know, this... I think it's important that we talk about the, all of this on the politics podcast because school shootings, gun violence, needs to be politicized. It need and and I, I mean, school shootings need to be politicized because you know the the remedy is you know will come about through the political process of passing new laws. Um, and that requires getting people elected who will pass those laws, and that requires being engaged in politics. And so this whole thing of the the, the Republican strategy of shaming people by saying, oh, don't politicize the, strat- the tragedy. Okay. No, we have to politicize these things because that's the process through which change can happen.
0: I agree with you. And uh, look, it. It's politicians' job to make a political solution to human dilemma. So Mm -hmm. if people are politicizing it, it might be because politicians aren't doing their part on this. There is some legislation. We should have an argument about that legislation. We should move it forward. And be reminded, it's not only people on the Republican side of the aisle who need to be moved on this issue. There are people on every side of it, people that don't, elected officials, people that are partisan and not, people that are part of parties and people that are not part of the major parties, but caucus with them, both on the Republican side and the Democratic side. There are all kinds of people. This does not simply break red, Mm -hmm. blue, Republican, Democrat, even progressive, conservative. It doesn't. we, we We are not in agreement in this country about what we should do to solve for these mass murder occasions in in the united states and uh we need to talk about it more and it's it's super hard like i made a TikTok video about it this morning and i'm like god i just it's so heartbreaking i just you know don't want to be the person that's just always talking about things that are so hard and so painful you know what i'm saying like there's just And I'm willing to do it, like this is what I'm doing. (laughs) Right now we're doing it, you know? And I'm sure people, if they were listening so far, they're probably comfortable with this, but if they scrolled along earlier, they're likely thinking, "I, I just don't have the energy for it. I totally get that. Who wants to talk about murders? Yeah. I mean, now, correct myself here. Crime, drama, podcasts about murders, the number one selling podcasts. So I, I retract that. I hereby retract that statement. I disagree with that guy. Somebody should cancel that guy for having said that. Uh, no, people do want to talk about murders, but usually like unsolvable ones and a long time ago and some of the rest of it, it's when it strikes us personally and close to our hearts. that seems that we don't want to talk about it. hard things,
1: but important things.
0: Anything from you, Pastor Dan or <laughs> Pastor Dan? Well, it's been a while. <laughs> Anything from you,
1: Pastor Dan? no i'm just glad we're talking about it even though it's
0: yeah tough conversations to have we need to be talking about it we need to be working toward change
1: listen let me ask you am i wrong like Mm -hmm. you you guys heard benjamin talk he's like soft-spoken real deliberate would you have guessed that that would be the guy that would be yelling at ted cruz in a restaurant
0: Yeah, he reminds me of those Enneagram 1s and 9s that are real soft spoke and then there's below the surface, there's just a little volcano and Mm. it's ready to go. And yeah, so someone's outward affect, um, like, look, I've watched a lot of people who are very out and then they get into certain situations and they, well, (laughs) yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, no, I I would, I would, I would, I, I, I would. I would buy it. Yeah, uh, I resonated he's, he's, as an intent. Enneagram 9 with a strong 8-wing. Yeah. 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 Chill until the need arises. Boy, you just coined a phrase, chill until. That's <laughs> <I laughs> like like the it. phrase of the 9. Chill until. And then, <laughs> <boom>. Chill until. <laughs> Look and out. Chill until it's about to spill. Right, I'll stop that. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys are the lyricists. Dan, why you all Yeah, I'll get right I think right there's a that. song in the making. <laughs> chill until. Uh, all right. Uh, well, hey, good people. Uh, thanks for following us. If you're watching this on Facebook or Twitter or, uh, or Twitch, um, go over to YouTube. Uh, June 1st is tomorrow, and we might be making some changes. So keep up with us over there at the, uh, on our YouTube channel. We're trying to. And, and I'm just going to explain for one more time for people who care. One of the reasons is that the way social media works, social streams are a great metaphor, the word stream for what goes on there. It's like standing by a river or a or a you know, a babbling brook. And you see something come by and then it's gone and something else comes by and it's gone, and that's how it's designed. That's how it works. That's why we scroll. That's why you update every day. If you've ever had to go back and say, "Hey, my friend posted a video 2 years ago or 6 months ago or a day ago. I need to go find it." And you start scrolling through their Twitter feed or through their twitch feed or through their facebook profile it's really hard to find youtube is designed differently it's designed where you can catalog and find things that's part of the reason that we're wanting to move some of our video efforts over there and we want to build an audience there so if you will help us build an audience there it helps us because the algorithm just rewards people that have a lot of people paying attention it's you know Pay to play over there but not with money it's with people paying attention so if you pay your attention it will produce an outcome so that's why we're trying to do it because it allows us to have a different different kind of a stance so mm-hmm. get on over youtube there. youtube tutorial you know what that reminds me of back in 2009 i just can't let you guys go back in 2009 10 11 12 i uh, know No, no mm. 79 Tony, uh, my business partner at the time, Tony Jones and I, and and personal dear friend, um, we started a business to to run conferences and events and we ran like Christianity 21 event and lots of these training events for leaders. We started a little uh, side bit on that called Social Phonics, uh, learning the language of social media for, and we trained Religious leaders and nonprofit leaders and stuff on how to engage in so in social media when so much of it was still fresh, you know, and people hadn't been on YouTube and all this kind of thing. And we were talking about all that stuff that I just went on about right there. And and the other day I thought I've been on Twitter because I saw my profile, I looked at my profile, I changed my profile picture, which had changed in a long time, and I joined in April of two thousand seven. Thought I've been on Twitter for fifteen <laughs> years. Oh, that's a trip. 15 years. Like, I graduated from high school in 1984, and 1969 felt like literally a lifetime ago. That's how, that's the amount of time between <laughs> my high school graduation and the time I've been on Twitter. Wasted uh, a perceived lifetime on the Bird app. On the Bird app. I don't know why I'm saying that. All that to say if in I don't know a few years you haven't you haven't freshened up yet and tried something new follow us over on YouTube maybe that's <laughs> gonna be a question all right anything else nope that's it now I'm good talk to you guys tomorrow talk to all of you tomorrow yep see everybody don't then. Be hanging. okay bye